better, but it's, it's still a long road. Everybody say amen. amen. And uh, had a good time with the church out there. They wanted to keep me, but I was like, no, I got to go. I got to go home. But I thank God for uh, the trip. It was a good trip. But I'm glad to be back. I was uh, praying Thursday because it's a lot going on around me. It's just a lot of stuff happening around me. You know how when somebody says, how you doing? I go, me personally, I'm good. But everything around me is a little chaotic. So it's like, so I was, I was in prayer and I'm like, man, and I, at Thursday we were in prayer and, and I was like, I think the problem is I'm growing up. God doesn't want us to grow up. He, want us to re, he wants us to remain children. Now, I'm not talking about being childish. I'm talking about being childlike. Right, amen. It's, a, it's totally a difference. And so then I, I, I was like, Lord, I'm starting to take on this stuff myself, which means that I'm starting to, I'm starting to figure to see what happens is when we're children, uh, uh, we, we, as we talk to our kids, what do you tell them? Well, you know, you got to do those things on your own. You teach them how to be more self-sufficient, right? And, and you teach them to not be so dependent on you. And so I, I, I'm, I learned more about God when I started realizing he was a father. And then starting to look at him and me as I look at me and my children. I was with all my kids yesterday for Julian's birthday. And, and so I had all my, my kids around me. And I'm thinking, I'm like, man, even though my daughters are grown, I'm still their father. Amen. And their relationship is, and mine is different than mine and Julian because Julian is more dependent. You know, because of his age. Amen, somebody. Amen. So, man, if I think about it, I'm, st I'm sitting there and I'm going, wow, this is kind of, God, I think my problem is I'm trying to grow up, which means I'm trying to take care of this stuff myself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. Because right. sometimes you get in a situation where it's only God's going to get you out. That, that uh, my intellect can't figure it out. My, who I am can't figure it out. What, you know, I, my, my, my decision making is not getting me out. It's like, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I'm stressed about this, that must, that must mean that I am growing up. Because if I look at my son, he doesn't worry about nothing. He worries about absolutely nothing. And he never asks for anything that he needs. He only asks for what he wants. Amen. And it's like he doesn't know where it comes from. He's never said, hey, dad, let me see your tax return. He, 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 he has no idea what I got sitting in the bank. He, does, he has no clue. He has this unyielding faith. And what? His father. Amen. He just goes, I get new shoes. I get new clothes because I won't stop growing. And some kind of way, I, new clothes just come. He, he doesn't, he doesn't, he, he, I'm thinking, wait a minute, he's got it figured out. I'm growing up because I'm feeling the pressure of life. All right. See where, see where I'm going? See, there's something I'm like, I had to get back to my roots and say, wait a minute. I have to realize you are my heavenly father. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. See, think about it. In the Old Testament, they, father, when the term father only came when God was speaking about Israel, he was saying, I am the father of this nation. Jesus came along, and Jesus bought the personal father. He bought the Abba, 
Everybody know what Abba is? It means daddy. Mm -hmm. he, mean, he, he brought, he says, the Bible says that God has put the same spirit in you that he had in the son. Now you call him Abba Father. Yes. You call him daddy. Daddy is my, my kids call me dad. That's more personal. And all I heard yesterday was dad, 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 dad. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, that's me. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, and what it is, is that personal thing. Yes. It's not father. It's, it's, it's even more personal. He takes it to another level. It's like calling God your daddy, Amen. your dad. Yes. That means he's really concerned about you because I'm really concerned about my kids. Yes. And no matter what they do, no matter how they fail, no matter how the victories they have, no matter, no matter how much they get on my nerves, we always got this thing between me and my kids. And they always go, Dad, if you had to throw one of us off the cliff, which one would it be? <laughs> and I go, it varies day by day. It really does. I know what you mean. It really does vary. Some days, I'm like, Courtney, you will go flying. And it's like, some days, I'm like, Andrews, you will just be out of here. And I go, well, I can't throw Julian. He's the only boy. Uh. <laughs> but it's like, man, it, it, I, I realize that how I feel about them did not come from me. Amen. God created us in his image with his own likeness. It came from God. Yes. So the way you love your children is the same way God loves you. Because you love your children whether they're right or wrong. Amen. Whether they're listening or not. Whether they're, whether they're good or they're bad. Whether they're funny looking or they're not. You, you love your children. And I'm thinking, God, I'm a little stressed. Is it because I'm trying to grow up? Let me read some Bibles so you know. Think I, you think I know them? First Corinthians. Is that the first one? Yeah. Let's go. First Corinthians eight. Let me read you this. Auntie, come on. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords. He's saying, listen, it doesn't matter. But we got all these gods. There's a lot of gods around you. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. Some people worship the God of relationship. I talk to them all the time when they call me. I have so many people call me from the radio like they know me. And it's like, they're like, oh, Pastor Kenny. And I'm like, uh, okay. What's your issue? Um, relationship. I'm like, man, okay. You, your God is relationship. You need a relationship to feel happy. That's, that's your God. Some people, God is their career. Some people, God is their bank account. Come on, everybody say amen now. Amen. There's a bunch of little gods out there, little G, that, that people worship all the time. Some people worship their children. Let me tell you something. You're not supposed to worship your children. That's right. You're supposed that's, to raise them. That's right. You spend all your life doing what? Trying to get rid of them. Trying to get them to a mature level where you can throw them out. Amen. <laughs> and it's like, man, so you don't worship your children. Love them. But raise them. Everybody say amen. amen. So, so it's like everybody has these little G gods that we worship, but we don't realize it. Next verse. Yet for us, there's but one God. But see, for us, see, there's only one God. And what is he, auntie? The Father from whom all things came and for whom we live. Uh -huh. And there's but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. So here it is. All things come from the Father. See, there's for us, for us. There is but one father who happens to be God. 
And so this father produces everything in our lives through the son, by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how the, tr that's how the three works. So imagine this. Imagine God is the water spigot, Jesus is the hose, and the stuff that flows through it is the Holy Spirit. So you turn on the spigot, because everything comes from the Father. Uh -huh. It goes through the Son, because we can't get to the Father without the Son. And it produces down here by the Holy Spirit, because if Jesus walked through this door, we see him. Amen. So it's saying, listen, everything I realize comes from my Father. Yes. Amen. Not just God. See, if we just look at God as God, we're going to miss something. Mm -hmm. In your hard times, you're not going to rely on him as being a great father. Because I know my children. Mm -hmm. I know how to make, I know what buttons to push. I know how to nudge them. I know how to correct them without killing them. Everybody say amen. amen. And it's like, why? Because these are my children. So here's God going, I know. So, so I'm not going to let my children fall. Amen. I remember when Courtney boomerang back. I'm like, Courtney, I ain't going to let you fall. Amen. Now I'm going to have to slap you a little bit. But I'm not, I promise you I won't let you fall. Have faith that I won't let you fall. Why? Because, man, I'm your father. Mm -hmm. You yeah. following me? So yeah. Thursday, I'm in prayer going, Lord, I got this, I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that. Why am I worrying about all of this? This is so not like me. I think I'm growing up. I don't want to grow up. I want to be like Julian. Doesn't give a crap. <laughs> he just knows it comes. He just knows it figures out. Do you know we've been celebrating his birthday all week? The whole week. I mean, how do you get a week, dude? I mean, three cakes, see the point. Don't get me started on see the point. <laughs> and it's like we've celebrated his birthday the whole week long, and Julian just goes, This is so great. Life is just so good I just I just oh is it for me oh, another gift card you shouldn't have <laughs> and it's like and, and, then, and you know what his concern is going to school tomorrow see it's like he, he's got no and I'm thinking man here I am trying to figure this out trying to figure that out trying to figure out California trying to figure out my brother trying to figure out my mom trying to figure and I'm thinking why am I trying why am I growing up When I serve but one father, and all things come from him. Yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Go to the next one. Go to, go to 1 John chapter 2 really quick. Get us out of his heat. Now, this is what happens. It says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world... The love of the Father is not in you. What does that mean? It means that when we're so consumed with the world mm -hmm. that it begins to override our thoughts about who you are in God and who he is to you. And then it begins to override the principles of the Bible and the understanding that you have of how the Then we, we might be in trouble. The love of the Father, because if the love of the Father was really in your heart, we wouldn't be so consumed about the stuff of the world. So many people are worried about money, paying bills, uh, uh, how they're going to make it, how they're going to retire. Let me tell you something. America sets us up for that. Because mm 
Because they bombard you with this is how your life is supposed to look. Right. This right. is how you're supposed to look through your life, your career, retirement. We got, I got high school kids going, man, I don't know, I got to go to school. I'm so stressed out. I don't know what to do. And it's like, man, because we form life that way. America is one of the most stressful countries in the world, even though it's got the most money, uh -huh. the most education, the most hospitalization. And we are one of the most stressed countries in the world. Know why? Because we're consumed about the things of the world. That's all we care about. Mm-hmm. You, you go get a job and you build your career around that job. And then you get out of that job and then you got to find another job that does what? Make about the same as that so you can continue your life. When you really might want to go this, you, you do this, you'll be happier. But you can't do it because you need the money. He says, man, if we're so consumed about the things of the world and we begin to love them, love my bank account, love my career, love my retirement, love my boat, love my truck, love my house, love my yard, love my garden. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it if you, if you like it a lot. But I'm saying if we started getting into the point where it drives you, I'm preaching way better than you saying amen. I go back to California. They amen the heck out of me out there. It's like if you, if you, if you, if we get so consumed in that kind of stuff, then we got an issue. We got to think about it. The love of the father, of the father, now, not God, might not be in me. Yes. Because I realized something. Julian, get, he, has, he just receives everything, but he never asked me for anything. Amen. If I really think about it, Courtney's my witness. He doesn't say, hey, dad, can you buy me this? Can you buy me? He just, he just likes the presence. Yeah. You ever seen a kid that they're with their parents and they're like, get me there? You've seen them in the store. The parents dragging them down the aisle. <laughs> they're like holding on to the toy. I want the toy. No, you can't have it. I want the toy. You see them in the checkout crying. You, I got to have this. And I'm thinking, man, I am thankful because though my son's got an easy life and though he expects everything, he doesn't ask for nothing. He must just have the love of the Father. Amen. He, he didn't even ask to go to Cedar Point. He just went, Dad, if you're going, I'm going. Well, unfortunately, I'm going to go. Walk around and get on these rides that I don't even think is fun no more. I used to love roller coasters. I hate them now. There's, there's no sense in them to me. I'm too old. You know, it's like, I don't like being dropped in my stomach in my mouth. I just don't. I'm not fond <laughs> of that anymore. I don't like how the thing jams you and jerks you. I'm too old. Oh, my body gets kind of, <laughs> And they just, and, oh, look, oh, look at that one. I'm not getting on that. That's, that's not going to be fun. It's just not. And, and it's like, man, as you get older, you get sensible. Right, right. That's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, I like the thrill. Forget the thrill. You want a thrill? Go down to Detroit and walk down Seven Mile at midnight. You get a thrill. <laughs> I'm sorry, Auntie. Come on. What's the next verse? For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, uh -huh. the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. It's saying, listen, this is all that's in the world. Wanting stuff, seeing the stuff that you want, and the pride that you feel when you get it or the pain you feel when you don't have it. All that's in the world is 
lust of the flesh, what makes you happy, and which lust of the eye, always wanting what you see, and then pride. And those things don't come from the Father. I, my kids asked me, why did you get rid of your Mustang? And I went, well, one, because it was just sitting in the garage. I only drove it like five times a year. And now my knee bothers me. I hate shifting gears because it hurts my knee. And I got a heck of an offer. I, w I got an offer I couldn't refuse. And it's like, but the main thing was it's because I didn't want it no more. Mm -hmm. It's just a thing that just collecting dirt that I got to pay insurance on. And I, why do I, what, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to impress nobody. I'm sure not trying to race no more. <laughs> so what did I, where's this thing sitting in? I would open in the garage and say, look at this pimp sitting in my garage. <laughs> I don't even drive him. Don't even drive her. Just don't even, you know, it just sits here, collects dust, and it just takes my money. It's no use to me even keeping this thing. <laughs> but I remember when I bought it, it was like, oh, man, I just always wanted this Mustang. It was really a nice car. And they sold it in like one day. But the thing was is I was done with it. Mm -hmm. Kenny, why you got this thing? So you can say I got a Mustang? I love how guys talk. Oh, yeah, I got the, the, the Ford Duramax with the three Triton 370 engine. I don't give a crap. <laughs> and if it's like, I want to say, are you compensating for something else? <laughs> you know, but that might get me in some fights. But it's like, hey, guys, I'm like, oh, so what size engine you got in that thing? I don't know. <laughs> See, it's just the pride of. I know people who take jobs just because of the money. So what happens? So I can, so the pride can come. He says, this thing doesn't come from the Father when I'm dwelling with the Father. I begin to understand and look at life a lot differently and all the stresses that life produces, especially in America, mm -hmm. they begin to not bother you. So you begin to become childlike. Yes. I, I'm scared I was growing up. Next verse. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Listen, this world is going to pass away and all the desires. And you ever notice how you buy something new and then you love it, and then two years later, it ain't new no more? Forget that. A year later, it's not new. Don't you know how you get a new car and then a new car smell begins to go away? And then you start to smell your children's farts on your back seat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you notice how you get your vehicle and then you keep it all clean and all of a sudden you got french fries and... And there's something about french fries. If you lose a french fry in your back seat and find it a year later, it's still a french fry. How does that work? <laughs> and I'm thinking, we put that stuff in our bodies, man. I'm like, this is still a french fry? You ate fries like three months ago. That's a whole nother subject. <laughs> So it's like, man, this, the world is going to pass away anyway, but whoever does the will of God, everybody say amen to that. Amen. Man, I plan on, I plan on living forever. Amen. Yes, sir. That's my plan. Spite me, I plan on living forever. I plan on the fact that I'm going to see God face to face one day, and he's not going to give me blessings based on how good I was. He's going to give them to me based on if I did his will, everybody say amen. Amen. And I accepted what his son did in our life. Yes. 
then I will be face to face and then I will live forever. Let me tell you a secret. I don't care if Jesus came back in five seconds. There's nothing in this world, because I have people say that all the time, well, I just want to see my grandchildren. I want to see my child finish school or I want to visit Europe before he comes. Jesus can come back in three minutes. There's nothing down here Amen. that I would miss. See, if you got that frame of mind, then the love of the Father is not in you. Mm -hmm. If you tell me that you don't want to go to heaven because of something, Amen. the love of the Father is not in you. Amen. I'm not worried about my kids. They'll be there. Yes. I don't care if Courtney gets to get through school and she's a nurse. I don't give a crap. Come back now. You won't have to be a nurse. Amen. You could be sitting at the feet of the Father. I don't care what Julian's going to be. If he comes back in two minutes, it ain't going to matter anyway. Right. Amen. Well, what about the life he didn't live? A life down here paying bills, being burdened, getting old, body breaking down. Oh, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm a little riled up. I had no coffee. <laughs> but can you see where I'm going? And I'm like, Keenan, why are you? Why are you feeling this way? Are you becoming an adult where you're responsible? Right, when, did, when did you become responsible? You're supposed to be thinking, yes, planning, yes, understanding, yes, but the Father is up there. Yes. So why am I so consumed? I'm, I'm oh, man, I've grown up. Your, your, your boy down here is a big boy now. I can take it from here, God. No, I can't. Amen. <laughs> I'm trying to rewind this puppy and get back to being the child that I'm supposed to be. Everybody say amen. amen. Go to the next one. I don't even know what it is. Matthew, Matthew 6, 31. Come on. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we so wear? So here's Jesus going, man, all you care about, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going to drink, where you're going to live, what you're going to drive, what, what, what house you're going to buy, what car you're going to get next, what's going on with your children, what school are you going to go to? All we worry about, so don't worry saying, now here's the thing, it don't say don't think about it. Right. It says don't allow the anxiety of these things to drive you crazy. Right, right. Because, listen, if we, this is Jesus saying, man, all you people care about is life. Mm -hmm. Next verse, auntie. For the pagans run after all these things. Now, the pagans are people who don't know God, all they do is concern themselves about these things. See, they don't know the Father. They, see, all the people who don't know God are supposed to think that way. You don't, because you have a heavenly Father. Are you grown now? Are you responsible? See, what happens is we start to be responsible. And, but we don't realize that really what we're doing is we're acting like we don't know the Father. Because your Father knows what you have need of. Amen. Yes. Whenever Julian tells me something that's obvious, I want to slap him. When he gets in my truck at the school and goes, Julian, don't you tell me you're hungry. <laughs> I already know you're hungry. I'm your Father. I know what you have need of. Mm -hmm. And then when he don't want to get in the shower, smelling like a puppy just from outside, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you need to get a shower. Well, Dad, see, you don't know it yourself. Right. See, because you should just want to get in the shower, 
But because you're still a child, I know what you have need of. All right. So here's God going, Kenan, wait a minute, stop praying. Because you're not praying. You're acting like an adult. So I stopped. I, I was right here. And I'm like, I'm acting like an adult. I'm acting like the bills are coming to my house with my name on it. Amen. Julie goes up. Everybody's like, Julie, how do you feel to be 10? Oh, I don't want to really grow up, but I guess. I, Julie, you, when bills come to you with your name on it, then you're grown. Amen. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, Lord, wait. Oh, man. I, I stopped my prayer and I went, wait a minute, I'm acting grown. I, I'm actually, what am I trying to do? Grow up when I have a heavenly father who knows what I have need of? Why am I so concerned? Amen. Yes. Not thinking about it, but concerned. Yes. Anxiety beginning to set in. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. Come on, let's get finished. Get out this heat. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. It says, here's the thing, because if I seek the kingdom, which everything is in the kingdom, because you're citizens of the kingdom of God now, that if we seek that first, then all this other stuff will just be given on to you. Children have that master. Yes, they do. Know what they do? They seek their parents, and everything comes to them. Hey, go out there and get the mail. Go, he go, because Julian's got one job, get the mail. Still got to tell him to do that. He don't even do that good. My poor son, <laughs> talking about him. He goes out, get the mail, throws a table full of bills on the table. Don't give a crap. Did my job. Here's the mail, Dad. Going outside. See you later. <laughs> Thank you, dude. DTE, Charter, Ally Bank. Thank you, dude. Appreciate it. And then it's like, man, I don't have time to worry about that because all I'm doing is seeking the kingdom. Amen. And everything else is added. Yes. All I'm doing is seeking the kingdom, relying on my father, who is the king, and he has this kingdom. And I am an heir, he says. Hallelujah. I am now calling him Abba. I'm no longer a slave. I am a son now. So why am I trying to over? Why am I having all this anxiety? I tell you what, God, I'm going to think about it as much as I can, and then the rest is yours. Amen. Yes. Because I'm not trying to grow up. This life is scary. Worried about your kids, worried about your money, worried about your father, worried about your mother, worried about your brother, worried about your life, worried about your marriage, worried about your job. It's like it's too scary. Too scary. Yes. I don't want to grow up. I'm like Toys R Us. I don't want to be a kid. <laughs> I want to be a kid forever. Hallelujah, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Because life is easier. When I realize my father knows what I have need of. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to seek him and everything in him and his kingdom, and everything else will be added on to me. Everybody say amen to that. Come on, Auntie. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. So it's like, here's the thing. Today, we're going to deal with today. Tomorrow, we'll worry about tomorrow when? Tomorrow. tomorrow. It helps you have a good day today. Julian worked up the day going, man, I got to go to school tomorrow. Dude, let's do today. Yep. 
Just get through the day. Tomorrow will take care of itself. And the day after that, I have another issue. And the day after that, I have another issue. So my thing is, if we take it a day at a time, life becomes easier. Amen. If we concentrate just on what I'm doing today. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. If you concentrate on that big piece of cake you're getting ready to eat, you ain't thinking about what's been about, about to happen tomorrow. Amen. My Sundays used to be ruined thinking about going to work Monday. Mm-hmm. Ruined. Everywhere, like around mid-noon or 1 o'clock, I start going, ah, I got to figure this out. Ah, I got to go to work tomorrow. I'm going to deal with this. And it dawned on me, dude, why are you worried about tomorrow? Amen. Go home and watch the Lions lose. <laughs> well, let's deal with, let's just do the day. Everybody say amen. Amen. <laughs> I think, come on, let's go to the next. Where are we going? Keep me moving. Keep me moving. Seven and seven. Asking it will be given to you. Seeking you will find. He said, listen, asking it will be given. Seeking it and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. But here's the issue. Just like you're a good parent, God ain't going to give you something that you don't deserve or that's going to hurt you. Amen. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. We don't give our kids everything, but we give our kids everything they need. That's right. So it says, ask. Here's the thing, when you're asking, though, make sure that you're asking under the will of God. That's Let it. me tell you what happens with how you pray and what you ask for. People who don't know God, they talk to God as if he's a genie. And they go, God, I need this, I want that, I want this, I want that. But then as you begin to mature in God, you don't ask for those things much because they automatically come. Mm-hmm. You begin to ask for the things that matter, like this. Lord, I just wish my mother would know who you are. Amen. Yes. Lord, I just want to be closer to you. Lord, I just want to have more faith. Lord, I just want to have more understanding. Lord, yes, Lord. Lord I just want to, I want, Lord, you to flow through me more. Lord, I want my neighbor to be saved. Lord, I want my cousin to be saved. Lord, I want my uncle to, Lord, save my children. Yes. See, you, you begin to ask for things that make sense. Because your kid will come up and go, hey, can I play with this knife? <laughs> no, you can't. Put that knife down. <laughs> hey, your kid's seven years old. Can I drive? Are you going to give it to him? Oh, yeah, go ahead. It's gas in it. I got insurance. Go ahead and drive. <laughs> so here's the thing. We come to the father and say, give me this. And he goes, you don't, I'm not giving you that. I love you. I can't give you that prayer. That prayer doesn't even make sense. It says ask and it'll be given. But when you're asking, you got to be in the right frame of mind. That's right. That's right. He says that, listen, if you knock, I'll open the door, but make sure you're knocking on the right door. Amen. That's right. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. See, Mike? See, Mike? You were in California with me, right? <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like I'm going home to my clique. Because they praise you and I ignore it. See, you look out and see oceans of people. And I come home to my crew. And we learn Bible together. Amen. All right, all right. So I'm asking. I'm seeking. So when you seek something, you'll find it. I'm seeking what? Oh, I'm seeking this great relationship with somebody. Wrong thing. 
you need to seek God, then the great relationship will come. Amen. I'm seeking this great job. Wrong thing. Seek God, and then the great job will come, I promise you. Amen. I, I'm seeking to find me a house. Okay, seek God, and then I'm telling you, he'll lead you to the house, I promise you. Amen. That's how it works. Because I, like a child, I go to my father for everything. everything. The Bible says, in all thy ways acknowledge me, I'll direct your path. Yes. Everything. Talk to me about everything. I'm your father. Not just your God. Everybody say amen. amen. Come on, we're getting out of here. What's next, Auntie? For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will He's be open. He promised that I, if you ask, you'll receive, and seek, you'll find. If you knock, I will open it. But don't ask me stupid questions like you say your children. You tell your children that, don't you? <laughs> I'll get a piece of cake and then Julian will go, Dad, you like cake? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man, but don't ask. Come on, dude. Why would I have? Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I come in the house, new box of shoes for me and him, and he goes, Dad, you like Nikes? No. Julian, don't do that. That, that. that question's not good. That's not a good one. I'm trying to be patient. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your father in heaven going, what? No, that's not a good question. God, can I have this? That's not a good question. Amen. He's the same way. Where do you think we got that from? We got it from him. Hallelujah. Protect your children from themselves. God will protect you from yourself. Amen. Because you really don't know what you have need of. You only know what you want. Right. Mm -hmm. Auntie, come on, almost done. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? He says, which of you, if you're, because he's, he's getting into the fact that you're good, you're good fathers, mothers. Which of you, if your son asks for a bread, would you give him a stone? Come on. Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? Oh, they want a fish and you give him a snake? Come on. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, yeah. how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts so to goes, those who ask him? So he goes, if you him? got that figured out and you're not me. If you being evil, which all of us admit we are, you know how to give, take care of your kids. You don't think I'll take care of you. I'm sitting there Thursday going, Lord, I, oh man, Lord, I'm trying to grow up on you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but not only am I sorry, let me repent and fix my mind. Because the bottom line is, I can't be grown on this. I got to rely on you. And it's like, man, I understand that you know with everything that I have need of, you know, what my life is going to look like a month from now, even though I don't. You know what my life's going to look like a year from now? Because I don't. That's right. So since I don't, then would you please just be my father? Yes. If you move, the children move too. If they, something changes, the children change with you. They just follow their parents. Mm -hmm. They leave out the house, what do they do? They don't even know where they're going. Just follow the parents. Now kids want to know, where are we going? What do you tell them? Don't worry about where we're going. You're going to get a shot. No, <laughs> just, just follow the parent. But speaking of a shot, this is going to be good for you even though it's going to hurt. Yes. So you don't realize taking you to the doctor is going to cause you a little pain. 
But in the long run, hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Because I'm a good parent, you got to get this taken care of. Yes. That's how God works. He says, you knowing that and you're not me, how much more will I be, will I, will I be to you? How much more will I give you what you ask? So, Kenny, what's the problem? Well, Lord, I got these situations, man. Well, Dad, I got this. It's like Courtney would come home and go, Dad, I got to talk to you for a second. Uh, what you got? And she just explains her situation. I just hear her out. Then what do you do when they're grown? You just guide them a little. I don't want to tell you what to do. You're grown. It's already tough living at home because at home you're still a child, but I'm trying to let you be grown. You're grown. Tell my other daughter, I, I can hear you out, but I'm not going to answer it. You're grown. So what happens? When they're young, you take care of them. You have more input. As they get older, you expect more. Amen. As we get older, God expects more. Amen. We're still his children, though. Amen. But he expects us what? No, you know how to tie your shoe. Amen. I'm not tying your shoe on this one. Trust me. Somebody didn't like that. <laughs> Think about Jesus, how Jesus prayed. Je Jesus, Jesus had this total understanding of him as father. And he, Jesus would go to the father for everything. Yeah. And here's the thing, but he never asked him for money, never asked him for food. He just gave him thanks for that stuff and he got it. Nobody asked him for souls disciples that they may understand hallelujah somebody oh, Jesus but Jesus they, he told the disciples don't even take nothing with you just go your father or he'll provide for you Amen. and I'm thinking why am I sitting here trying to be grown trying to figure out the world's crisis when I don't even know what tomorrow looks like I'm a child yes I think come on at that time the disciples came to Jesus and asked who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Disciples come to Jesus and they said, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Come on. He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom he of said, heaven. He said, who's the greatest? Come here, little, little boy. Come here. Come here, little girl. Come here. And he stands the little kid in the middle and he goes, you got to be like this. Because this child is totally dependent on their parents. Mm-hmm. This child, whole existence is based on their parents. This child has it figured out. The reason why this child just plays in, in the marketplace is because this child isn't worried about anything. So while this child is playing in the marketplace, the parents are finagling and trying to make deals and trying to figure things out. The child is oblivious to it. So here it is, you're sitting there holding your head, wondering how we're going to do this next. Where is your kid outside? Yeah. Running around with the rest of them. Where is your kid? My kid's probably in the pool. <laughs> Where is your kid? Riding their bikes, riding their scooters. Because they're thinking, I don't know. Mom will figure it out. Dad will figure it out. I love you, somebody. Hallelujah. So here it is. It's like, man, if you don't act like this, not childish, 
Because childish is what? Crying, whining, complaining, pouting. But childlike is just depending, relying. Hallelujah, somebody. Relaxing. So here it is. You're in there figuring out stuff. Your kid is playing PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, man, I want to be like that. I got too much anxiety. God, I know better. I'm growing up on you. I'm starting to act too grown. I think I'm grown now. God, I'll take it from here. And I can hear God going, how is that working out? Well, it's not. I haven't figured it out. So why don't you just give it to me and go play PlayStation? Yes. Auntie, come on. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So therefore, this lowly position means that it doesn't mean you're a nobody and you're nothing. It means that I am totally dependent on my parents. Totally dependent on my father. So totally dependent on my mother. Totally depending on who's raising me. Mm -hmm. Next. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. So here it is. Standing right in here and I'm praying. And I'm like, Lord, I got this. Lord, we got this. We got this. We got that. We got this. Lord, listen to how I'm sounding. Lord, listen how I'm praying. Father, I'm talking to you as if you're just God. And I'm asking you to let me figure this out. When did I grow up? When did I come, when did I become so self-sufficient? Why? Because you got a little money in the bank and because, you know, your job is doing okay and you know, you got health insurance, and yeah, your, your, your vehicle's under warranty, and yeah, you know, you can afford your house. When did you grow up so much? When did I grow up? Because here's the thing. There's things I cannot figure out. There's challenges right over my horizon. I don't know how it's going to work out. Amen. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to let him deal with it. Amen. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to listen to what he's saying about it. I'm going to have to put my mind to it a little bit, but the anxiety that comes with, I, I refuse. You know what? You said you're my father. I know what kind of father I am. Ask any of my kids what kind of father I am. I didn't do a lot of things right in this world, but I know I'm a good father. Amen. Did Courtney say amen? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> That part I know. Ask any of them what kind of father I am. Amen. Yeah, the father's a jerk sometimes. And that father's a little mean. Amen. <laughs> but they know how much I love them. Everybody say amen. amen. So I'm thinking, if I know how to do that and I'm not good as you, why am I so worried? Here's my prayer. That we all don't grow up too fast. That's it. That's my prayer. Come on. 
Come on, close your eyes. Let me pray for you. Father, I glorify you. I worship at your feet. Thank you for who you are to me. Lord, we have so many challenges, and it's just life. It's just... We got thoughts about careers, children, marriage, life, houses, cars, health, family. And Lord, we have abilities. I mean, most of us have sense, and a lot of us are educated, and you know, a lot of us are quick on our feet, and we're smart, but Pray that we will always remember something. That we not only have a God who is to be revered and feared by respect, but we also have a Father who is so concerned about us and knows everything that's going on around us. Never, nothing ever sneaks up on the Father. So therefore, Lord, help us to relax in that fact. The fact that you are not only God, but you are our Father in heaven. And because of that, you promised you'd take care of us. So, Lord, we don't want to pray like the heathens pray. We don't want to pray like those who don't know you and don't trust in you. Lord, we want to pray with a confidence and an understanding about something. That, Lord, we'll never fall to the ground because you won't allow it. Because now we are sons and daughters. We are heirs. So, Lord, you will not let us fail. So, Lord, through the challenges of life, I pray we have the right mental state. And as we're figuring things out, I pray you give us all understanding and wisdom and you direct our path. But, Lord, I pray that we will always remain children, dependent on this great father that we have, and relaxing in his ability to know everything about us, know everything we need. So, Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that over your people. And I say, Lord, be with them. Watch over them, care for them in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen to that.